Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Life of the Lost. I'm Sam. And I'm Megan. And this week's episode is sponsored by Brown Lab Media. Brown Lab Media is a creative community helping to promote and create original content, personal brands, businesses, or anything media related by people of color. So if you have a chance, please feel free and check them out at brownlabmedia.com. And on to this week's episode. You want to take it? Yeah, if you're just tuning in, this podcast is about our adoption, some of the stories, some of the adventures that we get into while we're searching for our identity. And this week we are getting into questions asked by you. And we'll start it off. I think how we'll do it is I'll ask a question and then we'll just both answer it. All right. right. Sounds good. All right. Do you have two names? Do I have two names? Um, Yeah, I do actually have two names. Uh, The name I was given before I came to this country, uh, my birth mom gave to me, and that was Marco Antonio Sanchez. Like a real, I don't know, like a real generic (laughs) kind of like name, but um. But I liked it. I definitely remember when I first heard about it, uh, my mom had informed me that I ran. First thing I did was I ran downstairs to tell my doorman. (laughs) Apparently, I was really close with them. Um, So, yeah. And my name now is uh, Samuel Lewis Hersher, which personally, I favor the uh, second one over the first. But uh, how about you? (laughs) Yes, I do have two names. Um, It is Hilda is my second name and Megan is the name I was given when I was came to this country and I I always was teased when I ever told somebody my first name is Hilda and I guess before somebody could tease me as I got older I just kept saying like my name's Hilda Hilda the hippopotamus and which is like super weird and but I just I asked like, you before about hippopotamus and you just there wasn't any character I thought there might have been character no yeah I don't know I just think that when I when I heard Hilda it just sounds like Helga like some random like Russian like big woman cleaning. I don't know where I got this image from, but it just kind of came in, especially when people started teasing me. So then I just went in for the punch right away. I was just like, Hilda, just like Hilda the hippopotamus. I have no idea where it came from. Like just, a cartoon, I have no idea. Huh, interesting. i <laughs> very fascinated how you associated those two things with one another, but as long I don't as know. You know. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> yes. Number two, would you consider adopting? Would I consider adopting? Um, yeah, I, I think I would consider adopting. Um, but it wouldn't, oddly enough, it wouldn't, it wouldn't, uh, because I was adopted, it wouldn't, that wouldn't be an issue with me. Like, it wouldn't be something that I would keep into account. Like, for instance, I just view adoption as just a whole new being instead of being like you know some people i think might be like oh maybe since i was adopted i might have like a leg up in terms of understanding how maybe adopted person might be growing up because maybe they've been through it but for me i definitely i would consider adoption but i wouldn't i would keep my adoption and and their adoption completely separate in terms of me just being like a new parent adopting you yeah. know what i mean yeah that makes sense but yeah I think when I was younger, I remember just being so angry. I was like, I'm never going to adopt anybody. I would never put anybody through this. Um, But obviously, as you get more mature and more older, you kind of understand what adoption is and the benefits of it. And so I think, yeah, I would consider adoption. And I guess I'm kind of on the opposite spectrum a little bit where I I might say that I do understand a little bit more. Um, and I, I would kind of, I wouldn't want to merge those two things together, like my adoption and their adoption, but I feel like I would be able to maybe understand certain things or certain, you know, I, I guess, um, 
different different levels you know when you're a kid you're kind of confused and then when you're a teenager you start understanding more so maybe just be able to come in at a different angle yeah for me i think it was reverse when i was a kid i understood things more when i was mm. a teenager everything was just like i don't know yeah like lost my place and then full circle when i got older but no yeah definitely i definitely think that i'd find out too that yeah there's certain kind of maybe themes that i could use as reference points to my own life for this child yeah and i guess it really depends on what age they're adopted at because i think me and you were adopted when we were i mean less than one years old but then there's a whole nother world i think when you're put in foster care or somewhere else um and you're adopted when you're one to five to five to any other time i never knew that in peru now you have to be like older like they won't accept children younger than uh really yeah you told me that really (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah i I wonder if that was like in the random facts that i was looking through the other day but well because no we were talking to a few other uh people about that oh okay you can't you you, they don't they're not accepting uh, oh yeah yeah now i remember why it's because um they said it was because there's a longer process to deem you what is that called abandon it's a longer process so they want to be able to contact both um, the mother and the father, they want to wait a certain amount of time after that. Um, after the first initial try to contact, I think it was like three or four months after, and then they have to wait again for the second time that they reach out to you, which is really interesting. Um, they're just trying to give the parents, you know, maybe they needed time to be parents or maybe, you know, the, to, to be able to come and grab their kid from foster care or whatever it is. But yeah. Yeah, no, I definitely, but I, I do know that it a lot of parents actually think about that because I know my mom wanted a newborn and mm. she was very adamant on that. Um, so, yeah, it's just something to keep into account when you're thinking about that. Yeah. Side note, but anyways, <laughs> next question. Yes. What advice would you give other adoptees? Um, obviously, it's probably would be tailored depending on the person. It's definitely a situation-by-situation situation basis I'd give a advice on depending on what they are struggling on with in life but i guess a super super generic kind of life lesson i guess is just um i just try to think i just might be super cliche but just try to think like like positive about everything um you always give the positivity the benefit of the doubt even if you're kind of unsure or kind of maybe even pessimistic about whatever it is in your life that you want to pursue or that you feel limited on by being adopted just to try and turn it to your best ability and just kind of be positive about it and just understand that you know there's a lot of things you didn't have control over and that's okay um just because you didn't have control over the certain things in your life doesn't mean that you can't you know um make the best of it and um you know like i said super generic but i i'd really get specific when it came to a specific uh, adoptee that i was talking to and hearing about their life or that would help me give them a more accurate point of point of view yeah what about you yeah i think i would i would probably just say don't let anybody tell you how to feel i think positive or negative i remember growing up um a lot of people being really negative about it and i think that really shaped how i started feeling about it initially and i think that was where i went wrong um well maybe not wrong you know but that's kind of where I guess my downfall a little bit was is because I kept listening to other people and what they might have thought of an adoption. You know, we talked about the word taken. And I think 
maybe if, if that's kind of what you feel in the moment, then just feel it. Just keep going with how you feel and don't let somebody say, oh, you shouldn't say that or, oh, you should put turn it around this way. Like, obviously, I always try to go towards the positive side because that's always going to, you know, bring you to a better place. But I just think that you should just feel the way you want to feel. Yeah, actually, that brings up a really cool um, point. I don't mean to go off topic, too, mm-hmm. but sometimes in my life since I am adopted, and I guess it's kind of my life experience relates to this question in a sense. Um, whereas like, you know, sometimes, um, I might make them, I had made a mistake in, in the past with like my music career and, um, towards, towards more recently, I would kind of just like, let it sit with me, let that feeling sit. And to the point where you're just kind of like being okay with the fact that you, you could turn away from this at any minute being Mm -hmm. like, well, you know, is, is this even worth going, going on? and continuing and just being okay with having those thoughts in your head of being like, well, do I even want to keep doing this? And just like finding that because you know that if it's true to you, if it's true to your heart, it you'll always guide you back no matter how far you've deviate in terms of like, Oh, this is too much stress. Mm -hmm. Is this even worth it anymore? Like I was a completely different person when I started than where I am now. Mm -hmm. But, but just kind of like you said, being in the moment and letting it, letting it just dictate wherever you go and wherever you go is okay it's whatever option so so yeah i guess when you first started talking i was like wait can't really decide not to be adopted anymore but i understand what you're saying that's true (laughs) yeah no definitely brought up a good point um yeah definitely certain things that well maybe i can't help with being musician yeah (laughs) (laughs) it's just in my blood but i guess it's just the direction right yeah the direction of feeling and you know just all just being accepting like you said, of all those feelings and letting the moment pass or not pass and taking as much time as you might need mm-hmm. to just like feel and mm-hmm. less kind of just pushing it down. Yeah, you know, under like, under the rug. Yeah, just throw it under the rug. <laughs> Let's not worry about that. Yeah, but, absolutely. Yeah. All right. One thing you'd ask your birth mom? Uh, one thing I'd ask my birth mom uh, definitely is an interesting question since my birth mom had passed away when I was about 13. So I never was able to really have a conversation with her. And my dad is, you know, MIA. um, So I don't know where he is. So it's definitely an interesting question to ask me. Um, I would say when it comes to one thing I'd ask my birth mom, uh, just as simple as like, why did you give me up? What was the reasons? And I guess the second question is, where's my dad? (laughs) those would be like the two starter questions i know yours might be a little bit more uh complex since you know you've had a relationship with your mom um but yeah those would be mine yeah i think mine would be um and this is kind of a little weird i guess but what is it gonna take to make you happy um because she still is alive and i feel like i can still give as much as i can i think i don't remember if i told this in the podcast i know i told you one time is that my dad called me one time and he he was sleeping. It was early in the morning. He was still in bed. He was FaceTiming me from Peru and he had a like a stocking cap on, you know, those ones that go over your ears and everything, like those Peruvian ones that you can yeah, tie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was just kind of like, why do you have a hat on in bed? And he just said, it's because I'm really cold. And um, so now I was fortunate. I'm fortunate enough right now to be able to support them in any kind of way I can. So to be able to go out and give my sister, send my sister money and say, hey, go surprise mom and dad with a heater so they can have one on. Um, just like the other day, he um, he was FaceTiming me and my mom was too. And they were telling me about how they were getting this cow or this ox and that they were going to go and farm and plant corn. 
And so it was really cool. And I was like, oh, I really, like as much as I really want to be a part of that, I can't. And so what I can do right now is support them in any way I can. So I just sent sent some money down there and just said, this is for farming. This is for any tools. This is for any help you might need from other people. Um, so I think that that's good for me that I can do that. But I just, I and I know sometimes I, I might know the answer to that question is I feel like my mom might be like, well, what would make me happiest if you were down here? But since I can't, you know, it's just like I'm trying to do the best I can. Yeah, and I guess that's all anybody can do. Just try to do the best they can with the situation that, that, uh, that they're in. Yeah, it's kind of like I know money doesn't solve everything, but what do you do? You yeah. know, there's two worlds. It doesn't solve everything, but it kind of solves a bunch of, a bunch of things. <laughs> it helps, right? It helps, yeah. It definitely yeah. doesn't hurt. Let's answer. What do you say to people who feel sorry for you being adopted? Um, uh, I guess, you know, if they feel sorry, I guess I, I kind of just convert that feeling of maybe any kind of negative in, implication and just inform them that, um, you know, that's a, it's okay. It was actually like a blessing in disguise and, mm-hmm. and just let them know why and just kind of so they can maybe in the future um, maybe not jump to conclusions i guess and just you know uh but it's okay you know they don't they don't really know my my life and they don't really know what adoption is because they haven't been in that situation so you know i just say thanks uh but i'm actually like really grateful to be here and i'm really grateful to be adopted um so yeah what about you yeah i think my initial reaction in my head is like what are you talking about um, I feel like I always jump, like I'm always like want to respond yeah. emotionally. <laughs> so I just kind of have to step back and just say, okay, obviously there's, it might be my fault, right? It might be me not expressing that I was, you know, you know, I think when I first say like, yeah, I was adopted, I try to be really like spunky and like okay with it. And so sometimes I wonder, is it me? Am I coming off like negative? Like, oh, I was adopted. You know, like, I don't know, maybe that was my fault. So when they're coming back and kind of being you know, sorry for me, maybe that's on me. But I also just kind of think too, I, I give everybody the benefit of the doubt. And I'm like, you can you can see their your, their gears and their brains like really rolling. And so I'm like, is there is there anything you want to ask me? You know, if you're curious about it, like I'm, I'm here, you can ask me anything. And they're like, well, yeah. are you sure you want to talk about it? And I'm like, yeah, just let me know. What is it? And so then I think that's kind of where, like you said, you kind of can turn the conversation around. Yeah, just kind of like, you know, make it a lot more lighthearted than I guess they're maybe assuming that it is. Yeah, and I think, I mean, sometimes I think, too, we're kind of the oddballs out, to be honest, because when I'm doing some research and I'm looking at um, Instagrams, adoption Instagrams and YouTubes and things like that, a lot of people feel really different about it than us. And, you know, we're very grateful, very thankful, and some people just really hate it. They just wish they weren't adopted. They wish their birth moms and birth dads would have kept them within the family, and I think... That's just another perspective of it too. So maybe they heard something. I'd be something. very curious to know what their reasonings were behind that, because you know, I think important. It's important to like you know, uh, maybe their uh, response to being adopted is different than mine. But I'm very very interested in what they might have, like what they have to say about that, because you know, it's definitely just as uh, you know important as as mine is. And I think you know, I just love to learn more about people who have perspectives like that and mm-hmm. see how they, you know, go about their lives. Yeah, because I think so many things come in to play with that, right? Like yeah. maybe they had a, 
a difficult, up, you know, upbringing, and maybe their mom or dad wasn't as supportive, their yeah. adoptive parents weren't as supportive, or maybe they were, had a rough childhood somehow. So I guess that all plays into, you know, being adopted as well. Yeah, and it's interesting too, like, just so you guys know, like, you know, both of our adoption lives in our families weren't easy at all. There was definitely, a, you know, a lot of struggles that probably me and you both had to deal with, whether it maybe be from bullying or whether it maybe be from not fitting in or... um but I guess what I'm trying to say is that we, we, it wasn't all like rainbows and sunshines with us, you know, it wasn't, you know, we, I'm sure for me specifically, you know, came, I came a long way from feeling the way that I feel now about adoption compared to how I did when I was like, you know, a teenager compared to when I was a child. So it, it definitely took a lot of thinking to get to the place that I am in right now. Mm -hmm. so. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so I think that was all the questions that we have. If you guys have any questions about anything that we spoke about on this podcast, you know, feel free to comment down below or reach out to us. And we're always open to answering questions on our social media platforms. Thank you again and uh, have a great day.